The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Ladies and gents, all things covered, listeners and viewers, appreciate you joining our show once again. Of course, you know how we rock and roll. Another outstanding show prepared for you guys with a spectacular guest. If you're a fan like we are of sound defensive play in the secondary, you will enjoy this show. If you grew up collegiately rooting for UCF, you will enjoy this show. And if you grew up professionally rooting for Seattle or now rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> you're going to be jumping for joy because we have one of your favorite Jaguar players on our show right now. Of course, he's a Florida native. You already know he's a good guy. Plays in the secondary third round pick out of UCF in 2017 by the Seattle Seahawks. Fifth year NFL pro, four with the Seahawks, one with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And get this, this man has already got a pro bowl in his under his resume as we speak to add more to the resume. Don't worry, he got more coming. Shaquille Griffin is joining us here. All things covered, Pat P. Brian McFadden, Shaq, man, how you feeling? How you doing? Man, feeling good, feeling good, man. Uh, back getting to it, man. Body feeling good, feeling recovered, rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's great feeling right now. Feeling real good. Man, it's, it's great to have you on our show. Uh, family and football is a big focus for us, me and Pat P. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we have family ties. Uh, but for you, you have family ties as well. You know what I mean? Not just playing high school, little league, college. NFL. So what was what was what were some of the best and worst parts of playing with your brother growing up as children? What was some of the best parts and what were some of the worst parts? I think the best parts was actually being on the same team, uh, having my twin brother right there. Uh, ain't nothing like talking about the practice or the game when you get home. But mm-hmm. I think the worst part was when the the coaches started to put me and my brother against each other at an early age. <laughs> That, that beef got serious. I remember this when you got the Oklahoma drills. You know, nowadays yeah. it kind of went down, but back in the day you had the war, you had the you know Oklahoma drills, and they called both of us up. Man, somebody about to get embarrassed. Don't know who. <laughs> For the first time we ever did, I had to be maybe seven, eight years old. And man, we got we got up and we hit each other, and I got him the first one, ran him over, good one. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm one step ahead, got him one. So they said, so he ended up getting up. We had eight years old. He already saying running back. We, <laughs> you know, something ain't right, man. I don't see him. He boohoo crying now. Man, he came back. Boy, he hit me so hard. It's probably one of the ever the hardest hit I ever got hit ever in my life, for my brother. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, at that point, my dad said, "Don't make them go against each other no more." Ain't gonna anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's the oldest? I'm the oldest. By one minute. Oh, okay, one minute. By one minute. I got you. Yeah, so, seconds. Hey. I let 
every time. <laughs> I know, hey, hey, Shaquille, I got twins myself. I got boy, girl, but boy, they got a love-hate relationship. Was it the same <laughs> for you growing up with your twin? Did you guys have like a love-hate relationship, always fighting and always loving each other? Nah, it, it was always like that. You know, I feel like whatever the hate part came from, it was competing. Yeah, that's the crazy yep. part. Adam, me, and my dad put us in boxing for the first time, and they put us against each other. We trying to figure out who had the last hit because ain't nobody yep. going. <laughs> you know, to whoever got the most, uh, you know, games or toys, whatever it is, we compete about everything. So yeah. I think that's where the hate came from. I remember uh, Christmas Day, we had got some toys, and he threw one of my toys and it broke. First thing I got to do is start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> no thought. Know, I, get I, get, I get one good hit, I'm taking off running. You know, last hit, you win. Yeah. I take off running. This man scooped me up. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, but nah, man, it's it always a lot of love. But when that came, they didn't think competing, boy. Uh, that brother, that brother thing go out the door quick. No question. <laughs> yeah, I already know, man, because I I got a brother as well, so I I know I know I know where you're coming from, uh, mm -hmm. totally. But uh, do you think you would have attended a different college if you weren't so passionate about continuing to play uh, with your brother at the college level? Uh, most definitely. I feel like we had a bond that we uh we had, you know, and we do have right now, but uh. If we didn't have that, I honestly would have went to, I can't even tell you at what school it would be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't turn down offers, you know, and it was, what was what, like, what was your top five? Like, what, give me some of your top three or somewhere you would have wanted to go. True. I ain't even had no top. It was Miami. That's one thing about it from the beginning. I was going to Miami, but that was a dream for both of us. You know, okay. I was at school and I felt like that's where I was going. You know, once I got that offer for the first time after the camp, they didn't offer my brother. But they said they give him a track scholarship so we both can come and he can try to earn. But true, man, he at heart, he football first. Track right. was cool, was good at it, you know, but true, man, football at heart first. So, you know, we didn't make that happen. So that's when UCF came in the picture. But I was sure, die hard, I'm going to Miami, no doubt. I'm glad you you did right. You didn't, you yeah. don't need to go down there. Ain't nothing good going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I, hey, I wanted to go to Miami too. <laughs> Matt P, you did right as well. Hey, I was you at just... the camp, they had Uncle Luke at the camp. So uh, there, there we go. We had Uncle Luke at the camp already. Yeah. <laughs> you did right. You see, I got that Florida State jersey. We, 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 you did what you were supposed to do, Shaquille. Yeah. Everything worked out how it's supposed to. And because of the success you had there in Orlando, you got drafted by Seattle. Uh, tell us, what was your first thoughts getting drafted to Seattle uh, when they were still very much in the Legion of Boom era? Oh, man, I ain't know what to expect. I just knew I was going to see some some great guys who I, you know, grew up watching. And I can only imagine what was going to be first when I got there. I'm like, man, I'm going to see these guys uh, who are so awesome in the league already. They ain't going to help me, man. Hey, I'm here to take people's spots, man. They ain't going to mess with me. But yeah. uh, it's a total opposite. So, you know, coming in, uh, them guys open arms. I remember seeing Cam Chancellor. When I watch him on the game, it's just everything's just angry. You already know how he play, like just aggressive. I see him, biggest guy, smiling, cheesing from ear to ear. I'm thinking like, dang. But I didn't know he was like this. You know, like I said, only thing I know is, you know, behind the helmet. So, you know, I'm thinking like these guys are going to want to help, but getting there, man, them guys open arm, uh, him, uh, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman taking uh, me under his wing, man, just some real awesome guys. And uh, it was a blessing to play with those guys like that. Even Bobby Wagner, KJ Rice, you know, Cliff Avery. It was a great group, you know what I'm saying? So I was putting a blessing uh, situation, you know, for those guys to take me under their wing and really learn something, you know, about this game. So, no, nah, man, it was, it was awesome. Tell me, tell me something that Richard, you know, share with you or gave you a tip of anything to better your game? Because at some point, you guys kind of looked identical, obviously, you know, when you mm -hmm. got playing across from each other. Yeah. Like, was there anything that stuck with you that he gave you um, during, during you guys uh, playing time together? 
uh, rookie year, uh, first come in, I think the first thing he did tell me was uh, the main thing is being the position you in is uh, being a rookie. You got to act. You can't act like a rookie. You know, if you want to be the guy that want to play in this game right away, you know, ain't no time to be like, I'm the youngest guy. It's no such thing. So uh, that's one thing that stuck with me. That's something I still tell rookies not today. You know, you want to be a guy you want to count on. You can't come here and act like a rookie. You know, uh, that maturity level got to add up quick, you know, and it's come to uh, someone counting on you to, to be where you need to be at. So uh, that was one. But uh, I feel like the main thing in life in general was, you know, uh, being the same. You know, uh, you know, it's some people who uh, show you something different, you know, at, at work, and he's a totally different person, you know, outside of it. You know, I always maintain the, the the same emotion, you know, when it comes to, you know, my people, my peers. Like, this is who I am. This is what you're going to get. You know, uh, it's one thing about it is no one's going to say, man, yeah, Shaq different, man. I don't really mess with him outside. That's mm -hmm. never my thing. So, you know, uh, and when it comes to that, just staying poised in every situation. Uh, uh, being thrown that fire early, you know, it's something I had to learn really quick. And like I said, you know, I was thrown in this Legion of Boom era. And it was, I feel like, with me, it was no room for mistakes. You know, I was trying to do everything right for those guys. But, you know, uh, I was trying to be the guy to study, study, study. And I remember one time he just closed my iPad. He said, in the day, but well, you still got a step kick. You yeah. learn <laughs> still got a step kick. You can't get that part right no matter what you remember. And it's just just being real. You know, as an uh, older brother, you know, uh, that's just some real things to say, man. Staying poised in every situation. At the end of the day, you got to compete no matter what you know, what you don't. You got to compete. So that's some things that I continue not today. You know, I don't overthink too much, man. In the day, man, you got to come battle. You know, if you want to win, you know, you got to do whatever it takes. So um, that's something that stayed with me, just staying poised in every situation, every scenario, and uh, on and off the field. You know, that's something that's big that I still use today. Yeah. And let's go to 2018. I mean, another highlight of your early career. Uh, 2018 draft, you were standing right next to your brother when he got the news the Seattle Seahawks were selecting him. How did you process him making history, number one, and also being picked by your team? Man, uh, I don't know. It's still hard to put it in words. Like I said, man, uh, back when that happened, I was crying more than him. So it was mm -hmm. a lot. I remember of, that. I remember that. Of, yeah, it was a <laughs> lot of emotions. But I feel like what people didn't see was the process up until, like, he got actually drafted. Like, understand, mm -hmm. this is a guy who was there day one you know, for the publicity and everything, you know, being the guy who he is. He knew he wasn't going day one, but he sat there, you know, uh, got suited up, you know, uh, you know, shaking hands, taking pictures, you know, to give that look that the NFL wanted, you know, from my brother. You know, this is history in the making. We want you to be a part of that to day two, dressing up again. This is a – now, this is a day he's like, you know what, I possibly could go. I checked mm -hmm. off every box. You know, I, I, I accomplished this in college. You know, I went to the combine. I made history at the combine. I did that. You know, I'm a marketable guy. You know, I got good character. So, you know, you come into this this time, you're getting dressed. You want to check off every box, leave no regrets. And, you know, he felt that, you know, going to day two, and it doesn't happen. So yeah. the type of when it says, like, dang, man, they, they made me come out here and all this happened, and I don't know where I'm going. So think about the pressure that he's going through. So I'm like, shoot, I'm feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And people ask me, I know see I was going to draft them. Not at all. Not one bit. Yeah. Real, real, real quick for you. Can you give us a little insight about your brother? And if you don't know about Shaquille's brother, he doesn't have two full arms, but he got drafted, played collegiate football, successful, made it to the NFL, uh, was successful as well. But give us a little story, if you can share with us, where you, because, you know, we oftentimes complain about anything. 
You know what I mean? We call it what first world problems. You know, if something is not there, if your body not feeling well, but your brother was not blessed with two full arms, but never allowed that to uh, detour his dreams. But do you have a story where you actually was probably feeling down and you looked at your brother, you saw him doing something like, man, this man getting it. If he getting it, I got to get it as well. True, man. It's even hard to even give you a story where I felt like I was down on myself. Then I looked at him to find motivation. I feel like it was always there. Mm-hmm. So I was the guy I was like, I can't let up. I can't let up. I can't let up. You know, uh, growing up, my dad used to say, man, you know what? Your brother was trying to take the easy way out. You were talking about my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, I'm thinking like, man, I just, I can't lose. I can't lose, you know? And I was always motivated by him because he was always the one. Like, if anybody asks, like, man, who the best one out of y'all two? We always together. We always say, yeah, man, you know, we even. Yeah. But watch games and stuff from high school. I mean, little league, high school. To college, he was amazing. He was that guy. He was the best one out of us two. We've been totally honest. He was that guy. Mm-hmm. So my thing was, he's already so good, and he didn't have to work as hard as me. So I had to keep going. He motivated me. So it was never no time where I was like, man, I feel, you know, uh, I can't get through this. Then I looked at him like, oh, you know what? Yes, I can. Yeah. I was always never trying to fail because I knew he was that guy this whole time. So someone who I looked up to at the same time. So yeah, man, dope, I was trying dope. to everything I tried to accomplish. You, I was hoping he was happy about it. You know, yeah. So pretty cool. He always motivated me. And speaking of emotions, let's go through the emotion roller coaster. Two thousand nine playoff against Green Bay. Nineteen. <laughs> I'm sorry, two thousand nineteen playoff. Yeah, twenty nineteen. The twenty nineteen playoff against mm-hmm. Green Bay, when you and your brother shared a sack against the great Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Also, how surreal was that moment when you got when you saw the celebration afterwards? Do you remember the play call also? Man, so the play call was a, it was a corner blitz. Yeah. So I remember everything that happened, and it was so crazy because I'm sitting here trying not to show it. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, like I'm trying to creep in. So hey, far, no question. Know. You got hey, you can't show that corner blitz too early because you, you know that tackle or that end man gonna point you out. Yeah, it gotta be perfect. So this yeah. whole time, I'm telling my brother, once we got the play call, I ain't going to look at you. I ain't looking. I ain't looking. So this mm-hmm. whole time, we wait for the play, and it was a crucial moment. You know, you're talking about third down. Like, we yeah, need right. You know, in the crucial game. So for it to happen, and the celebration was definitely, that was just, I don't know how that even happened. Wasn't playing. <laughs> it came like that. So it was always cool. But it was funny. When they first said, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Shaquem Griffin got the sack. He just won the interview saying, nah, man, I'm sharing that shot with my brother. And this was his first sack of the season. Yeah. So it was an emotional moment for him as well, you know, get a chance to, you know, to share that moment, you know, I guess a, a, a great like that in a, a big time situation, you know, to make that play. It was awesome. I feel like, you know, that's something I always remember. But uh, yeah, man, that's experience. It's hard to put into words, man. Understand that we got a chance to, you know, um, make history from uh, Little League, high school to college to playing at the highest level ever and making a play like that on the same team with your twin brother. That's something you always talk about. That's a in dream story. That's a dream story. So, man, you guys have been living a dream, you know, when it comes to athletically doing everything together and then getting drafted to the same team. Like, man, that's that's that's, crazy. that's beyond rare. That's insane, bro. Yeah. So. Another emotional moment for you. Uh, you you got rewarded for the success you had your entire 2019 season. But what were your emotions of getting, you know, getting selected to your first Pro Bowl in 2019? Oh man, it was uh it was crazy. So I actually was in Arizona at the time, hanging with some guys uh before I even got the call. And I remember watching one of the playoffs games. We was just chilling while watching the playoff game. I think uh it was Stan Fran playing at the time. And, um 
when I got the call, it was like, hey, man, you know, uh, from, I think he said Richard Sherman, which was the craziest thing. You know, Richard Sherman, he, ain't, you know, he busy, can't, he can't come to the Pro Bowl, you know, uh, in the playoff running, everything that's going on. It was like, you're the next man up, you know. So, you know, congratulations on making your first Pro Bowl. I was like, who playing on my phone? What is that? <laughs> who playing on my phone right now? You know, shoot, we, I'm in offseason. Right now, already in offseason mode right now. <laughs> I was like, who playing on my phone? It was like, man, then I seen uh, my coaches and stuff. Like, congratulations, man. I was like, oh, this is real life? People call back. You know, now we talking about flights and all this stuff. I was like, wait, this is the real deal. So, you know, man, it, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a lot of emotions going in, being able to share that with some teammates. My brother was there. He didn't believe it at first. So, man, it was a huge celebration. But, um, no, nah, man, it's something uh definitely worked hard for. You know, you come in year run, have a great year. I feel like year two wasn't my best. And to come back, you know, to show the reason why I deserve to be here, I feel like it was it was a huge moment for me, especially in the stepping stone there. You know, my career, you know, to be able to bounce back from a season that I didn't, you know, so much enjoy. So, uh, no, nah, it was an amazing moment for me. And also talk, tell me a little bit about, you know, how was it, you know, obviously the emotions and how surreal it was being around the guys, though, at the Pro Bowl with the practices, um, going to the different events. to the Because you went to, was it in uh, Orlando still? Orlando. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. going to like the Disney World, doing all the different events. So how was it being around the other NFL greats? Because you're so used to being around just your teammates. Right. How right. was it just being around the other NFL greats? Oh, uh, it was different, man. It was a, it was definitely different because I'm a guy, I'm trying to pick people's brains. So right. I'm looking at guys who've been multiple times, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I like to ask, like, man, how, I think I remember asking uh Gilmore. I said, Man, how do you stay consistent year in, year out? Because it's not like you're getting younger, it doesn't it's not like your body recovery is fast. Like right. after a while, it changes. Right. So like, how do they consistent. Like, what is it? It's the mindset. And, you know, as he says, it's a little bit of both. You know, you got to train your mind just as hard as you train your body multiple times. Like, you know, you get your break here to be able to relax. But once you lock back in, it's a real thing you got to lock into. So when people say you got to sacrifice the next seven, eight months, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a real thing. And a no lot question. of people can't lock in that long to be able to get to where you need to be at. So right. hearing work like that, like I remember, uh, shoot, training today. You know, I'm getting the younger guys, you know, back running around. You know, I've been doing it for a minute, but they asked me, like, dang, why you started so early? I said, bro, I'm not as young as y'all no more. Right. Like, the truth of the matter, it's going to take me longer. I got to do more for my body. I got to run a little extra, whatever it is, for me to be ready. You know, and I'm trying to teach y'all that now. That's why I'm trying to get people to come, come train, whatever it takes. Don't wait to the last minute. But right. it's true. And you can't stay consistent if you don't continue to do more year in, year out. So, uh, man, it was just so real to be with guys like that. And besides just on the field, you know, Earl Thomas being a guy he is, who I stuck around his family most of the time. Yeah. You know, him and uh, my family is really tight, you know. So we hanging, going to the parks, taking the kids out. Like, it's a real family thing. And, and it's just cool because now you get a chance to celebrate your success with your people. And I got a chance to feel that you know, and see what it looks like. So, uh, man, it was amazing. That's something that you, you know, I definitely want to get back to. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things I took from, just like you said, being a young guy, I had an opportunity to go to a couple of pro goals in my career. That's one of the things that I did as well was picking the older guys' brains. And one of the things I took from it was, you know, the guys just building in my head, just build a routine, create a routine that would get you in the best position possible as far as your body, your mind, yeah. um, uh, you, you know, 
at, you know, home stuff, you know, you, you, you know, the kids get, just create a routine and don't try to break from it. And, you know, that's something that helped me throughout my career and helped me, you know, go to multiple pro bowls and also, you know, continue to play um, in this league for a long time. So I love, I love when the younger guys come to the pro bowl just to see their experience. Cause it's, it's once in a, in a lifetime to, to be around a ton of great guys in one place at one time. You know what I mean? So I always think the Pro Bowl is, is, is a great opportunity for guys, not only to, 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 to piggyback off each other, but, you know, just, you know, celebrate each other off, off each other greatness. And the, uh, the NFL definitely the best part, you know, uh, yeah. get to and everybody really do celebrate each other. And that's yeah. pretty awesome. No one's like, man, I'm this guy. And right. Exactly. And I'm above you. I'm above this. It's, it's all love. You know, and that's cool. I, I really love that the most. You're definitely yeah. right. Everybody yeah. do something there. That, that was that was dope. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So Shaq, you know, you look at the success going to a Pro Bowl. Uh, a year ago, you got rewarded nicely. Uh, signed a huge contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They also gave you, well, you didn't, they didn't give it. You earned that C on your yeah. jersey as a guy. Hey, they don't, hey, hey Matt, what do you say with that gold jacket? They don't, you can't buy that. You can't buy that, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody just hand that seat to you. You actually earned it, which means a lot because, you know, you were new to the team. But mm. let, we've heard a lot, you know, about the challenges of last season in Jacksonville. Uh, mm. How much is true, and how would you describe uh, the Urban Meyer experience a year ago? Uh, Urban Meyer experience was definitely different. Um, I can honestly say, you know, everything that was going on, I was buying into, you know, understand going to a new team, having a new coach, you know, whatever he, the, the message was, whatever he decided he wanted to run with, I was open arms and I'm, I was ready to go with it, whatever it takes, you know, because at first you got to buy in, you know, yeah, you you do. Yeah. First. And I'm a big guy, you know, I'm going to give it to you until proven otherwise, and, you know, and we hit some bumps in the road, you know, with Urban Myers and, and it happened, you know, I feel like my main job was once it happened, I had to make sure I kept the locker room right because mm-hmm. there ain't no such thing when a rocker room is against the coaches and everything breaking down. And we already had enough going on in Jacksonville itself trying to rebuild something. So, uh, you know, I was just the guy, you know, uh, that kind of continued to motivate to understand, like, it's going to be better days. Like, it's going to happen, yeah. you know. It's, but, like I said, we got a younger team, you know, so it took more for me to do things and say more when it comes to the young guys who buy into whatever is going on, like understands people that was there when they already had a losing season. So, you know, you got guys running around thinking like, man, you know, it's just a paycheck. It might just be a paycheck. But I was the guy breaking them out of that. It's not that. I mean, we trying to win. We trying to change the environment, we trying to change the city, this organization. So I had to be that guy. So it was a lot doing that and, you know, trying to stay above everything that was going on. You know, I feel like anything that happened was a credit topic, yeah. you know, we trying to get past that part. You know, we trying to play football. So, yeah, the experience was different. But I can honestly say I bought in, you know, with every message he said. You know, I appreciate him even the opportunity because, shoot, he was one of the reasons why I was there as well. So yeah. I can't take that from him. But, uh, you know, like I said, I buy in, I believe, until proven otherwise. Like, you know, whoever it is, I'm going to give you everything I have. Well, what went through the locker room when Urban didn't go back with the team and that picture came out? Like, how did you guys handle that? Because I know as a fan from afar, <laughs> I was like, man, what the freeze going on? <laughs> it's, it's tough to wrap that around. So at first, understand, a lot of people didn't even know he didn't come back. And that's you know, the thing. So, you know, like, as players, players you so, know, coaches fly back with us. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that, so that never, that never happened. Like, you know, my years in Seattle, I never seen it, you know. So coming here, I didn't know he was, wasn't on the plane. 
until yeah. the came out. And I'm thinking maybe this is some old, at first I'm thinking this old picture or video that resurfaced, like stuff like that happens. Mm. But once the, once this whole story came out, now we in the locker room, like I said, we're a trending topic now. Yeah. So you got a game coming up, but you got this situation here. What do you focus on the most? No question. So it was kind of hard. Like I said, it was hard for us to wrap our head around it because we had other stuff to prepare for. Did you guys look at him differently when he addressed the team? I mean, because, you know, for us as players, we get looked out, looked at in a different limelight. But let's keep it real. You got to hold coaches more accountable than mm-hmm. players because we follow their lead. How yep. was that first meeting when he got back into the locker room, when y'all don't saw the picture? Mm-hmm. He was on the plane. Like, like, how did you guys look at him when he when he came back to the team and addressed the team? So before he addressed the team, he had we had like a leadership council. So the ones who got the C on their chest, we yeah. we talked. Those are the ones that's gonna we ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing. We are gonna tell you how it is, how we feel, what's going on. That's why you got us here. So he had a, a meeting with us, and we pretty much told him like you have to build his trust back. Like understand, we rocking for you because we gotta figure this out. It doesn't matter. It happened. You can't take it back. So we rocking with you. We are gonna try to water whatever we need down. But at this point, you need to get your trust back with your team. Right. So before we even had a talk with the, uh, with the team, me and we spoke with each other at first. And like I said, the guys who got to see on chest, we made sure like this is what it is. Like no sugar coat. You got some work you got to do. And, you know, now he addressed the team and, you know, he owned up to, you know, the situation and what's going on. And you feel me? Understand that we got to get back to football. Yeah. So I respect that. But like I said, we had a lot of stuff we had to prepare for. Like we got a, a team that we trying to build this organization back up, you know? So it's cool. You know, now, uh, you know, with Doug Pearson and everything, just now we even me going into the, the weight room, the locker room, walking around the building, it's a different atmosphere. It feels different. Cause I honestly can say, I think he's a totally different person than Herbert Myers. And it shows cause yeah, it reflects off the people who work with you. No so question. You got, you got everybody got a little pep and they step a little bounce. You feel me? I got no problem staying here. You know, off season people, we gone. Right. <laughs> we catch somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I'm there every day training. So, you know, it's 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 different. So, and I appreciate that because we need that. Yeah, well, yeah. speaking of speaking of, and speaking of your new coach, what do you know about your new coach, Doug? And what can you expect? What do you expect from him with him? Uh, I definitely expect him to open up that playbook. Because, you know, me going against him when he was over there in Philly, you know, I got a chance to play against him, playoff mm. game, whatever. He, I know one thing, no matter what players are there, he can make the best out of whatever the situation is. And that's a guy who knows how to adapt to the game. Mm-hmm. And then being a guy who played in the league is relatable. It's right. so many situations that he don't, he don't seen from the years I'm playing that I probably haven't seen yet. It probably some answers that I don't have answers to that I can ask him and he can't relate to. Now, that's different. Like, guys that been through it, you know, he understands how maybe our body might feel going in week nine, week 10. He might understand that. Right. You know, going through camp, what we need to do to adapt to certain situations during the season. He's been there. So, you know, that's one thing that, I, you know, I, I learned over the years is just playing against them. Yeah. Hey, hey, so, hey I, I forgot uh, Shaquille and Pat, you know, Deshae. you got Deshae over there as your coach now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deshae that's my yeah. yeah me. I said it's full circle. So, my uh, before my rookie year, you no, know, you going through the whole process. And I had these official visits, and he was in Tennessee. Yep. So he called me the first time he get here. It says DB coach Tennessee. I said what? <laughs> <laughs> so you know he, he texts me, and then I remember the name, and I was like, wait, you know what's crazy? You know I already had your number from 
this whole time. He's like, yeah, man, you came and took a visit. Blah, blah, blah. I said, wow, full circle. Man, so, Deshae, man, Deshae, man a great guy, bro. When I was in Pittsburgh, my rookie year, and my entire time there, man, Shea took me under his wing. The Shea was mm-hmm. so smart. We had a defensive called tight drop to Shea. That's how much respect Dick LeBeau had for the Shea Towns and tight yeah. drop to Shea. It was a double coverage call to either play two or six. Man, Deshae's a great guy, man. You're going to have yeah. fun, of course. You know what he means football-wise, but he's going to get you guys yeah. in the right direction. And talking about this upcoming season, man, listen, I can say this much. Y'all was spending money. Wasn't caring nothing about where it was going. Was spending money, deserving <laughs> so you had it available. Uh, but what do you think the most important move will be for the team? Free agency is still intact, but the next thing is the draft. You mm-hmm. guys got the first overall pick once again. Last year, you spent it on Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think will be the direction of the team this year with that first overall pick? Mm. Well, I feel like this should put me right there in uh, the office right now talking about this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, one thing that I said, I feel like we got some great picks on offense, especially with our tight ends and our receivers. We got some really great guys. Mm-hmm. Got to beat them, in. that's going to change the way we can run the offense, getting Visca and everybody kind of situated, getting Trevor a little move a little more. It's going to be some great things. So I love the pieces they already added, you know, and going on defense, getting another guy that can help in that, that, that secondary that's going to make some plays, a guy who loves to go get the ball. So we mm-hmm. need that. I said, now, one thing going into draft, I said, that's fine. Somebody that's scary on defense. Like, I understand you got the job and stuff. You got a game plan against guys like that. But mm-hmm. give us one more scary guy. You hear this name, you be like, dang, but we got to figure out a situation for him. Yeah. You got a game plan against this guy. So no you got question. a strong secondary. You got a game plan against, uh, uh, you got Josh Allen. You got a game plan against him. And you get his another scary name, you be like, dang, but we got to figure out a situation for him. The mm-hmm. more people got a game plan against, the easier it is going to be for everybody around the whole defense. Yeah. So that's what I look for. It's, so it sounds like you would prefer, and this might be biased because you play on the defensive side, but it sounds like you would prefer that number yeah. one pick to go to a pass rusher. Yeah. Go get him. Hey, I, I'm okay with that. I hey, can tell you a name. I can tell you a name that might surface. I know you guys just signed Arden Key no. from San Francisco, gave him a one-year deal. Arden, he, he played at LSU, right, Pat P? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LSU. He had a pretty good year for San Francisco. But I'm going to tell you a name that – could go number one, but a lot of people might not be expecting because, you know, you hear Hutchinson, you hear uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, freaking mm. Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, that's what I was going to say. Trayvon Walker from Georgia. I, I mean, 6'5", 270, ran 4'5", or whatever it is, and he if got my home, taste. My homeboys, they somewhere running around his house. If my homeboys is in this room right now, listen to this, and they tell me <laughs> about what I say, if we get that big boy, Pat, we get that big boy. I'm telling you, they can be like, whoa, boy, they're moving like that. Man, I'll be licking my chops back though, man. Boy, boy ran four five. <laughs> hey, you, hey, we used to say in Pittsburgh, man, make it hot so we can squat, so we can sit on some rocks when we know that ball coming. Make it hot so we can squat. Make it hot so we can squat. Man, every team we go against, they're going to see that big fella. They're going to be like, yeah, we got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah got to figure this out. <laughs> and that's good. That's, that's the same person. But you know, you got the guy from Michigan and this so many yeah, other guys. Hutch- You got Hutchinson. Yeah, it is. a lot of great guys. But you're talking about what we need. That yeah, big guy. I agree. <laughs> and obviously, we all see, we all saw what the AFC West has been doing. They've been reloading all throughout the yin yang, getting everybody who they need to get mm-hmm. them back to the dance. You got the, the the Chiefs reloading. You got Oakland. Oh, not Oakland. The Raiders reloading. 
Chargers. So even in the, the division, they got Matt Ryan in the AFC South. Yeah. Then, then, then you got the the AFC uh, South also reloading with uh, Matt Ryan, who who they say probably considered to be one of the weakest divisions. Speaking of the AFC South, mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit what you think Jag, the Jags have to do to compete for a division title. Man, we got to win the games. One, we got to win the games we're supposed to win. Like you said, the AFC South, they're not counted as one of the best in the league right now. Mm-hmm. So when I say this division is open, this that's just being true. Right. In those games, you got to win. Being against going against these guys for so long, I don't think Tennessee going to change too much. We know how to play against them. Got to oh, win. Yeah. Indianapolis, I don't think they running from the run game. Hey, and this too. Y'all got Indianapolis number anytime they play in Duval. They can't beat yeah. y'all in Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't I even know why. So these games, we got to win, but we can win in their place. Yeah. That'll mess people up. I mean, yeah. You know, we know how to play them. We know how to play Tennessee. Houston, we got to win those games. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the, the main job in owning the South. We have to. And it was crazy, you know, AFC making all these changes. You talk about Denver, all these guys. We have those guys on the schedule. So it's yeah. going to be going to see some guys. Yeah. And this is the part that you want. This is what you ask for. You're yeah. going to get some of the best, literally. The ones they consider the best, you're going against. You should want this. You win those games, oh, you're going to throw some people off. Yeah. We got those. You win those games, you're going to throw people off. And that's what we got to do. So win the games we're supposed to. The whole, that, that South, we got to win that. Hey, Shaquille, you got a little fired up talking about the team. I ain't allowed, play. I told you, I've been training too much. I'm in shape right now. I'm ready for one-on-one. Hey, <laughs> hey Pat P, he, he went to a little, he went to a different level when he started talking about <laughs> the division teams and who they got. Fired up, 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 no question. I <laughs> said, <laughs> so he ready right now. Right, right now. One-on-ones in March. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. Hey, Shaquille, last question for you before we transition to the superlative part of the show. Uh, number one draft pick a year ago, Trevor Lawrence, didn't have the rookie uh, season that many thought he would have. Of course, you know, you talked about the structure, the lack thereof. But how good can Trevor Lawrence be? And can he get you guys to that next level as a potential franchise quarterback? I feel like Trevor Lawrence is still the one that we needed. He's still that guy that we we needed over here in Jacksonville. I feel like now, having a year on his belt, understand anybody who played in the league, after year one, you learn a lot about yourself. Oh, yeah. And that, that, that maturity level comes so fast. Like You know how it is being in the league. She'll put extra years on your body, mentally and physically. So having that year on the belt and going through what he's went through with the, the Urban Myers and everything, it was a lot of pressure for a young guy to go through. I don't think nothing that's going to be any harder than that so he can only go up from here. And I feel like they're truly going to let him play his game. Yeah. And that's the part I think I'm most excited for because it's so much this man has under his belt that he didn't get a chance to use yet. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. I feel like he's still the one. I truly, truly do believe in that. And I feel like, true, whole Duval do. So let's go. Shout out to Duval. And speaking Good of Duval, talk. we're going to transition to our superlative part of our show. Shaq, we're going to hit you with rapid fire questions. We want your honest, unbiased answer. Best fan interaction you've had as a professional player? Best fan interaction? Yes. Uh, fan could have done something weird, could have been something unexpected. You like, oh shoot, what like best fan interaction? Um uh, in Seattle, uh had to be my second year. My brother was there. And, you know, uh when you host camp, you know, you get the fans and all that stuff involved. Someone asked for a kiss. 
And I just felt like that was a little, like, <laughs> imagine what? you can't find the football. Oh, here you go, little kid. Hey, he go to shirt, sign my flag. Then, oh, I just want to kiss you so bad. No, I can't. <laughs> can't be. Can't be doing that. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, off script outside of football is being crazy, but that I feel like that's for any football player when they see that. But to be yeah. there, like, I don't care where the camera's at, I don't care who watching, we can do this type ready. That was a little, you know, that was different for me. I had to walk away on that one, sign the football, I <laughs> had to keep that pushing. <laughs> All right, next one, your favorite vacation spot, favorite vacation spot. So I just went to Maldives, actually, maybe. Man, last when you go there, I went there a couple years ago. Yeah, so that that was that was crazy. Maldives mm-hmm. was insane, man. Uh, you know, they take you to the little island. You know, it's it's all water. Yeah, they going, yeah, it's man. all water around there, man. I had a had a nice little uh little suite where our shoot, we had an upstairs room with a nice, crazy, amazing view, and uh-huh. then a downstairs bed was in a tank. Like I got sharks. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it was crazy. That's but uh, will I go there anytime soon? Probably not. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a hike to get there now. Oh, my God. That's all day. <laughs> all day. So will I go back, probably, you know what I'm saying, um, run around some kids for a year or two or something, and then I'll probably check it out again. But, yeah, that flight, boy, it'll make it. Yeah, it's, it's a hike to get there, man. <laughs> definitely yeah, not, that for I, sure. So far, that's, my, that's my favorite one so far, my D's for sure. All right, next question. You recently asked your Twitter followers, followers this on Twitter. Favorite workout song. What's your favorite workout song? My favorite workout song? Yeah. So I'm an R&B fan. So workouts, I'm playing Ride Wave 1. But uh, I might throw some Lauryn Hill on there, Erica Badu, like some real slow jams that just get you in that mood. Like, man, just relax. Yeah. Ass, just chill, man. Everything gonna be okay. That type of music make me feel good. Like everything gonna be all right. You put some yeah. Lauren Hill, put Lauren Hill on right now. You gonna sit back and be like, you know what? Yeah, you straight. I'm be all right. Yeah. You <laughs> listen to Lauren before you. I'm gonna relax. Like, I ain't ran by nothing game. else but what she's saying right now. She's jamming right now. You know, you know that feeling. <laughs> so I'm a real RB fan because I like being that element. Like, man, we gonna be good, man. Just grind it out and straight. So you you, you listen to Lauren Hill before you go out and play? Yo, I'm RB. Yeah. So that, I, hey, I ain't gonna right lie though. Now, right before I, we go out, you know, you got the the locker room music, and I yeah. tend to day, and I'm I gotta crank people up. So you, I'm cranking them up, and I'm gonna get myself right too. So, you know, that happens. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I'm chilling right before the day of the game in the morning on the way there, shoot, even when warm ups. Well, yeah, but I'm, hey, I'm hold on, wait a minute, hey Shaquille, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I'm a, I'm a fan of your girlfriend when it comes to the rap game. Hey, hey, you didn't mention Tokyo Jets. Hey, hey, Pat P, his girlfriend is Tokyo Jets. Shout out to Duval, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wasn't, but she's the same way like me, man. She low-key, like, she understand the fame and all that stuff. Shoot, being who I am, you know, and everybody that, you know, me and my brother, you know, we walk around, we incognito, we incognito. If you you figure it out, cool, but I ain't looking for no attention. And she she the same way, so you feel me? Me not mention her name, one, everybody already know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, she I, yeah. I, I thought you might have had her on the playlist. Right, right, right. She pulled up somewhere. You look just like Tokyo. She said, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I already know how she is. She just, we the same way. So, you feel me? But, uh, no, nah, man, uh, that's the one who really kind of like, you feel me, helped me out, you know, a lot mentally. So, I appreciate her, you know. But, yeah, you know, uh, my girl going to be doing some big things, you know what I'm saying? So, 
No, that's cool. That's cool. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> So I got one more for you before you uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Best road stadium you played at? Mm. Best stadium? Road yeah, stadium. best road stadium. Road stadium you played at? Best road stadium. I ain't gonna lie, man. Shoot, Green Bay. Mm. Green Bay. But I think it's not much about the stadium. I think it's the history behind it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I then, agree. yeah, my first start, first game, Matter of fact, I didn't even start that game. It was the first game I really just played. You know, this rookie year, first game of the season, you know, one of your corners get thrown out early in the first quarter. Shoot, man, I'm, I'm done. I'm starting now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going against Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the, the young Devontae Adams. You're talking about five years ago. The younger Devontae Adams, they they still, but they had a team. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, you go from that historic time for me playing against one of them greats early on to get in that sack with my brother in that same stadium. It's just, it's a lot of history behind that one stadium. Now, I don't been to the stadium where I don't seen a look, like you talk about Dallas with the big Dramatron, and yeah. you talk about LA now, the way they got, it's some amazing stadiums, but you talking about some history, you know, made some plays. I feel like that's the, that's the one, that's the one. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> hey man, Shaquille, man, thank you for joining us on this show. Appreciate it, man. Outstanding, high character guy. We'll have that C on. He better, you better have that C on your jersey again. Oh, ain't going nowhere. Uh, that, that's for the rest of my career. It ain't going nowhere. No question, <laughs> no question. Hey, but man, best of luck to you this season. Most importantly, stay healthy. When you're healthy, everything else gonna play itself out. But yes, thank sir. you for joining us, Brian McFadden, Pat Peterson. All yes, things sir, covered. Man, man yes, see you when we see you. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all again, man. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.